Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Toma Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yo, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Like, like, they, like these hosts out there, they in these million-dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea. They got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This is my fourth season, yo. This is my fourth season. And I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Thalentomar Dela. It is another beautiful day down here in my neighborhood in South Florida. It is August 29th. It's like about like 92 degrees. And we got a whole show ready for you. Listen, you know how it goes. We may even go into a little bit of overtime today. Listen, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about preseason. We're going to talk about some of this money going around here we gonna give you a solution to this kneeling situation we gonna handle it all but you know what I say regardless of the time take, take that take that take that and regardless of the weather and if I ain't gonna be part of the greatest I gotta be the greatest myself it's always a good time to talk some sports so Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Listen, you already know where we're going to go here. I told you, we're going to start the show. We're going to get it fast. Let's get right into it. First of all, first of all, let's give a big round of applause. As you know, we actually don't even do round of applause anymore, for real, for real. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not how we, how we give it out. But what we do do, right? What we do do is we give big ups to people out here. Big up, big up. To the boy, Odell Beckham 
Jr., who, if you have not heard, if you have not heard, he just signed a very lucrative, and I do mean lucrative, you got to roll that R in that one, lucrative contract. Well, he is going to be getting $95 million, $65 million guaranteed over the next three years. $65 million guaranteed over the next three years. And with that, as a New Yorker myself, I'm not, listen, I may not be a fan of the Giants, right? I may not be a fan of the Giants, but what I am, But what I am is a New York fan, right? As you guys wholeheartedly know, what I am is a New Yorker. And what I am is a New York fan. And there's a part of me that wants Odell Beckham to do good and represent New York as a whole with respect, regardless if if if, if it's with the Giants or not. So we're gonna take this time and we're gonna stop our criticism of Older Becker. Listen, his beef with Josh Norman in the past, that's gone. His beef with the net in the past, that's gone. You understand? The white powdery substance that he was caught in the room with, that's gone. The cigar that he was caught in the room with, that's gone. Because let's get it straight. You can't call an unconfirmed, if you're not gonna call an unconfirmed white powdery substance cocaine, that you do not call an unconfirmed cigar a blunt because a blunt does not be- a cigar does not become a blunt until you add marijuana. Let's keep that straight. Let's make sure that facts are facts and facts are facts. All right. So let's not get anything twisted there. So we're gonna give Odell Beckham a new ch- a new chance, just like the Giants have a new slate. Because, you know, people want to make a big deal and say, well, and listen, we're not going to give him a pass. We're going to still be truthful. Because tr- let's say truth be told, Odell Beckham's new look on leadership is kind of things that he had to do. Like, oh, he showed up to offseason. He showed up to preseason. He showed up to all of these stuff during the offseason that, that we were like, oh, he didn't have to show up to until he got his money. Oh, yeah, the fuck he did. See there? You see there? See there? This, this is how shit starts. This is how. Dirty Perkish Harkabank Flacky Martin Silla Bucket Martin Perkaluma Burton Dirty Bushman Martin and Attenborough. That's how shit starts. But let's not get it twisted. He had to be there. Let's not forget. The same things that we're giving him, that, that, we're, that we're saying, okay, we're giving a new store for. Let's not forget that these are still things that, are, that were on his resume that he still has to prove are no longer in his DNA. But we're going to give him a new start. He was in training camp, but he kind of had to be in training camp. You just got busted with a white powdery substance and a cigar. Or possibly cocaine and weed. You know, and a blunt. You get you you get your team penalized for for pissing on the for pretending to piss on the court when you know that's not, that's something you can do. You understand? You're fighting on the stands with the net. Yeah, you're, you're minor things, minor things. The beef. So 
all of that washed away. All of them Beckham is now in a position where he can be a leader, not only in the Giants, but you're in the top you, you, you realize, you realize technically, you realize technically to the people, let's say 25 and younger, maybe even, maybe, 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 27 is going to be kind of teetering. But definitely for the people that's 25 and younger, Odell Beckham just became the face of the league. Odell Beckham was damn near the face of the league before then. Everybody 25 and under, Odell Beckham just became the face of the league. Not Tom Brady. Not, not Sam Darnold. Not Aaron Rodgers. Not anybody else but Odell Beckham Jr. So once again, once again, big up, big up to Odell Beckham Jr. on getting his money. But while Odell Beckham Jr. was getting his money, there was a guy out there, a guy that some people say is a bad man. That's what some people may say. Not here. He said he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. And what Aaron Rodgers said to them was like, listen, hold my beer. If you going to sit here and get $95 million, and I'm the guy that has to basically get the ball to a guy like you, then you know what? And, 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 if you guys constantly say that I am better than the guy that already has four or five rings, even though he's cheated for the majority of them, then you know what? Hold this. I'm going to sip my tea with some cheese curds on the side, and I'm going to sign myself $134 million deal. Aaron Rodgers would get a $57.5 million signing bonus. And he will earn more than $80 million of that money. And that's the remainder of it. By March. He will earn more than $80 million by March. Aaron Rodgers previously signed a five-year $110 million in 2013. And basically, as you guys know, he was set to enter this regular season with about two years remaining on his contract, which would have paid him a base salary of like $19.8 million. $19.9 if you average out between like this year and next year. So, but, nope, nope, nope. He gets taken care of. Aaron Rodgers looks at Odell Beckham and says, Listen, your 95-65 is cute, but I just got me $134 million. Dallas, so can you dig it, dig it sucker? sucker? Like, damn! To, in the NFL, got some guap. In the NFL, you're kind of starting to talk about NBA money because now you're talking about like $33 million a year. What Aaron Rodgers is gonna be getting averaged out for like the game, like 
that is some danger zone money like whoo so kudos to your boy Aaron Rodgers big up big up kudos to your boy Odell Beckham Jr. big up big up for both of them getting a very lucrative contract for what is some very much deserved money and since we're still here talking about the NFL right since we're still here talking about the NFL before we go and get a word from our first sponsor our first break our first commercial you know what I mean our first family member I actually want to talk to you about a solution that I have to this NFL kneeling situation right and and it's a real simple one it's a very 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 real simple one right the patriot this patriot money that you're getting right this money for paid patriotism that you're getting make it a separate entitlement or a separate bonus for the players as we're coming up on our break real soon make it a separate break or a separate entitlement right a separate endorsement whatever you want to add you know a separate writer for players and tell players that listen you are going to you will be paid a patriotism entitlement at the end of the season or maybe every single week for coming out to the national anthem now the moment you do not come out for the national anthem you do not steal you do not stand for the national anthem anytime you decide to use that national anthem for any kind of protest to not come out anything whatsoever you will forfeit your patriotism entitlement. And the reason I say that you, you should give it to them for the year, because you know every game sounds cute, but no, no, no. What you want to do is, give, is show them lump sum numbers. Show them like, hey, each player, guess what? You're entitled to an extra $2 million just to come out for the flag. $2 million to come out for the flag. And the moment that you do not come out for the flag, you forfeit this $2 million for a whole entire year. We don't care if you do it at game one or at game 18. You forfeit it for the whole, sorry, game 7, 16. You forfeit it for the whole entire year. And that $2 million goes to whatever the fuck the owners think. It can go, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to be that much. I'm pretty sure you can't play all those players $2 million. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Let's make it hefty here. Let's make it really hefty. And now what you do is... Now you've also given them a way to protest. You've allowed them to protest. And listen, whoever protests, whoever doesn't, then you really know. Like, listen, some people will be out there for the flag because they may really need that extra two million dollars. Some people will come out there and say, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need this two million dollars. And I and it's, and I'm I rather stand up for the bigger cause. But make it a separate entitlement that could be taken away if you don't do if you don't follow this particular act. And then now let's see. How many people are willing to still kneel? How many people are willing? Because now you know directly it's affecting their bottom line. It's affecting their bottom line. It's gonna cost them. It's gonna cost them extra money on their paycheck. And let's see how many of them are willing to give up that money. We're gonna take a quick break because we already went a little bit over. When we come back, we are going to get into 
some of your deepest, darkest desires in football. Yes, folks. We're talking about your fantasy. And when we come back, we're going to take a break right now. You listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast at MightySports.net. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari and Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget, Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Yeah, and we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. And as we are doing, <laughs> as we are back, it's real funny. It's real funny because that intro reminded me of something about this Yankees game that just went on the other day. And if you happen to be one of the poor individuals that happened to leave early, for only to witness the Yankees come back from a three-point deficit in the ninth. Just so you can hear the legendary call. And the Yankees win the game. But we ain't going to talk about that. We told you guys what we're coming here to talk about. We told you what we're going to come here and talk about. We're coming back from break. Thank you for listening to Mighty Sports Podcast. Now listen, if you're listening... Thank you for listening, first of all. That means you happen to be one of the very few people that caught me, that's catching me on MixLR. You just realized that this isn't playing through the website right now for some odd reason. But you know what? We're going to try to fix this by the next break. So if you are listening, trust me, we, we're gonna, we, you're going to have to bear with me. Now, you know what? Just because there's a little thing that I have to fix, maybe we don't start talking about the fantasy for you guys. Maybe we go into a different route. But you know what? We, we, we've been putting off this fantasy for way too long. I teased you with it last week. We gots to get into the fantasy. So, the mighty fantasy football tips. Not winning tips, just tips. 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 Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. Yes, folks, it is back. <laughs> the mighty <laughs> fantasy tips. Once again, just the tips. 
I don't know if these are going to help you win your games. I don't know if these are going to help you set the fantasy football world on fire. I don't know about any of that. What I do know is that if you're going to win in fantasy football any way, shape, or form, there's a level of research that you must do. And if you're unaware of that, then you are already behind the power curve. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I am just saying. It is something that you have to do, something that you must do, something that has to be done. So, let's go through a couple of these, right? And really like the first 20, the top 20 players that you're going to have listed in fantasy football. Now, this is why, and, and, I'm, and I'm doing this so that you can see a pattern here, right? Because you're going to want to know how to draft, right? And drafting is as much of an art as, listen, let's never say draft as much as an art. Drafting for fantasy football, you can win with knowing what positions to draft where more than you can win with knowing who to draft. Let me reset that. Let me reset that. Let me reset that. You know what? You, you, you know what you get for that one, right? You know you get the, you know, not, not the gas face. Who said that? You get the flashback. You could win your fantasy football league by necessarily knowing what position to draft where without having to know who you're trying to draft where. Because it's all about positions. And, and that's what fantasy football really is. It's all about the positioning. And the most, the most important position in football isn't the most important position in fantasy football. So, to give you an understanding of that, if I were to ask any of you, right? Any of you, any of you, who are the most important players in the league right now as we speak, right? Who are the best players in the league? Who's the most important players to their team, right? If I would have told you the most important players to the team, most of you guys would have came and said Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, right? Off the top, can't argue with you. Bam, smack, thank you, man. If I would have asked you which position is the most important to their teams, everybody would come back and say quarterback. So if you're new to fantasy football, you may think that, hey, I need to draft a quarterback first because they're the most important position in football. Well, that's where you'll have your first error. When it comes to fantasy football, the quarterbacks are not the most important position. The quarterbacks are the third most important position. What you said? They're the third most important position. What is that? They're the third most important position. Yes, quarterbacks fall down the line. You said because the quarterbacks have the ball in their hand all the time, they kind of have a little weighted scoring scale. While everybody else scores in 10 yard increments, the quarterbacks, when they're passing their ball, they only score in 25 yard increments. Now that says a lot. Because running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, they get a point for every 10 yard they gobble up. Do the air on the ground don't matter. 
Do the air on the air. Do the air on the ground don't matter. Do the air on the ground don't matter. And then obviously, who you think is gonna get the ball the most when you get closer to scoring position? Most teams aren't passing that ball. No, I say most. Because what happens is that, listen, you don't want to force that tone up. You don't want to put yourself in a bad position unless you have, like, some big body dudes like a Jimmy Graham or something. You know, Jimmy Graham gets 10 touchdowns a year because, you know, that Jimmy Graham basically just boxes out little defenders. But the most important position, the most important position is the running back position. And I'm going to give you a little idea of that by just giving you the top 20 players. To the top 20 players in the league only. Number one. And (laughs) number one comes in a way that you're wondering, okay, if... This is the case, right? And 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 you gotta see, you know, let's not even over explain it. But let's just say that number one comes in a way that makes you wonder, like, hey, why isn't this team better? Because you gotta realize there's gonna be one team that has two players in the top five when it comes to fantasy football, and you may already have an idea of who that is. So let's let's start off right now. Number one, number one, number one, numero uno. You have Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers, running back. Number two, you have Todd Gurley, running back, L.A. You have Johnson. Which Johnson are you wondering? See, that's where the first question comes in. Because things aren't consistent, right? You look at things and you're like, huh, things aren't consistent. But we're talking about, is this Atlanta's Johnson? That could be Atlanta's Johnson. But still, doesn't matter. Running back. Elliot, Ezekiel, Cowboys, running back. Brown, Antonio. This is the first wide receiver that pops in there. Pittsburgh Steelers. So yes, folks, the Pittsburgh Steelers has two players in the top five and this is the and this may be one of the only reasons or it could or this may not matter at all but this could be a big reason why Ben Roethlisberger sneaks in with 20 or uh, sneaks in as number 10 ranked quarterback in fantasy football where he was nowhere close to being a top 10 ranked when it came to yards produced but that's another subject for another topic. Let's continue, right? We have Saquon Barkley, who have a, who have a big issue with being this high. Number six, Saquon Barkley, the rookie running back from the Giants is number six. Now listen, I understand people are gonna say, listen, man, I have to get over it, that rookie running backs have been doing their things over the last couple of years, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just what they've been doing, that, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. This is what they've been doing, but, It still seems a little 
high to me to put in to put a rookie running back up at number six when there has I ain't gonna say there's never been anybody there but there's so many proven people that could possibly go ahead of him okay so let's continue right number seven we have Camaro running back from New Orleans we have Julio Jones wide receiver second wide receiver to finally pop up on this list right Julio Jones wide receiver Atlanta then we have Odell Beckham Jr. wide receiver New York Giants then we have Hopkins again wide receiver Houston then we have Leonard Fournette running back Kareem Hunt running back Dalvin Cook running back Melvin Gordon running back Keenan Allen comes in now wide receiver we get Thomas in here Michael Thomas wide receiver New Orleans you get Freeman running back Green wide receiver McAfee running back and then okay let me be honest number 20 was Rob Gronkowski but I don't see Rob Gronkowski being the number 20 line producing player so you know who I moved ahead of him I moved Green Bay's wide receiver Devontae Adams into that number 20 spot because he is going to be catching balls from a newly highly motivated bad man Aaron Ron Rodgers that's what's going to happen there so we propelled him up to that number 20 of spot. Folks, that was just the top 20 players. We're going to come back from this break. We're going to break down all the important positions. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Not technically in that order, right? Of importance, that is. Not to mention, get over the defense. Go through the kickers. Go through the tight ends and more. I'm telling you, the numbers are, the numbers are misleading. Who they have ranked at number one or in their top 10 and who came in ranked at the top 10 you are going to be surprised about. But we're going to talk about that when we come back. First, we'll hear a word from our sponsor, Vinnie Mac and the boys at XL Martial Arts. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell him Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? 
Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just 5 minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget, Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center, Multi-Vest Games where you save more so you can play more. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just 5 minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget, Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida 33445 or call 561 
561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed your nice little break because we are going to go back and get heavy into the sports. <coughs> now, as we were talking about before we left, that some things here are really just going to blow your mind because what is... What is considered the top 10 players in each position weren't the top 10 producers from each position last year. And I'm telling you that there's something to be said about that because why not have more consistency? Why don't they match more? How are you determining that all of a sudden there is going to be this level of of drop off from certain people producing last year to this year and also how can you project that some of these players are going to get that much better these are the things that you're going to have to take in consideration because I'm going to give you both here today I'm going to give you how they're currently ranked and actually where they finished at last year. And what I'm going to tell you is that grabbing somebody from these top 10 ranked or somebody from these top 10 producers will not hurt you in any way, shape, or form. Now, I'm going to tell you the bad thing about it, though. In each one of these lists, there's only really a good 60 to 70%. So a good 65% chance that there's right. So what that means, that there's going to be at least a good 3.5 players in these top 10 lists. In each side, over and under, you can take it, 3.5. Right? So these are going to be like 3 or 4. On each side, at least 3.5 that aren't going to be here at the end of the year. Just like how last year, how they projected the same guy they projected now, Johnson. You guys remember that name? Johnson. How many of you guys drafted him last year? Johnson. And then, after week, what was it, week one? Week two? Maybe if you're lucky, week three? You didn't have him anymore. And then you were stuck. Guys, remember Ezekiel Elliott? Not knowing what he was going to go through with his court case last year. He was ranked up here. And what happened? He didn't fall into the position that everybody thought he may land at. So there's turnover. There's always going to be some kind of turnover there. What you're trying to do is limit that turnover 
as much as possible. And we mean literally as much as possible. So, is it some luck of the draw? Yeah, there's a ton of luck of the draw. But, listen. We mean literally as Don't much you always realize so that how it's always the people that prepare the most that end up getting the luckiest? It's always odd, right? That's an odd thing. It's an odd concept to, ho to hold on to the graphs, to realize. It's the same thing here. The more you prepare, the bigger of a chance that you give yourself to be lucky. And isn't that what you want? That's exactly what you want. So that's what we're here for. This is why I tell you, these are just the tips. Not winning tips, but just tips. Because I can't guarantee that you're going to win. But just remember, you are talking to somebody the very first year they play fantasy football. <laughs> one. Because you're going to find things like this. So just know, like I said, I'm going to give you more than anything tips on drafting. Tips on how to draft. Right, because I'm like keep telling you that's more important than anything here. So we're gonna accomplish two things today before we leave here. I'm not gonna necessarily tell you who to draft, but I am gonna give you the information for these guys. I am gonna give I mean I am gonna give you their yards, I'm gonna give you their touchdowns, I'm gonna give you the important information about them. Next week, maybe we come in here and we talk red zone target right before the season starts in case you haven't done your draft yet. And we get, that's what we're going to do for you today. So, very first off, let's talk about drafting, right? <coughs> let's talk about drafting because drafting in itself is an art. It's a fine art too. But drafting in itself is an art. And if you don't draft properly, then you will never, 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 never. And I and I do mean never win in fantasy football. It, it is impossible to ever win a fantasy football game if you're not drafting properly. So let's start you off with drafting. If you guys haven't been paying attention, if you've been paying attention, then you know automatically. You definitely know automatically where I'm going to go with this. And that is the very first pick. Your very first pick. The very first pick needs to be a running back. It absolutely needs to be a running back. That is where you start. Your second, and, le and le let me back up just a little bit for you guys, because you know what? Some of you guys are wondering, like, hey, what do you mean? What, do you, what, are, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Jeff? I forget. I forget. I forget. There is an audience that I need to talk to. So this is for that audience, because every year, 
We always need to make sure that we start off as if we're talking to people that has never done this before. It's only courteous. This is the reason why I also do the fanny, like the women's fantasy football league, is so that we can also make sure that we get a lot of these beginners that have always been curious to play, but never had to get, never actually played, never actually took it up. You know, always had the excuse. That, hey, I'm not sure. I don't know quite know what I'm doing. I've never really done it before. You understand? Everybody has at some point in time never done it before. It's just the fact that eventually you have to do it. And <laughs> eventually you just have to do it. And then you would have done it. And then after that, you don't have the excuse that I've never done Like, that's one of the most excuses. I'm like, hey, do you want to do something? Oh, I've never done it before. Like, I really can't. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not really, that's really, you can't, that's, really, that's trying to say like you don't want to, because you don't say like, oh, I've never done that before, and then try to show interest, and then turn it away and say you can't, no. So we took away all those, all those problems, I never can, I've mean, never done it before, <laughs> um, I've never done it before, I'm new to this, I don't know how to draft, all of that stuff is taken out the window, right, because I put you in a room full of your peers, and I, and I put everybody together, and then not to mention, I sit here, and I, and, and, and I, and I, and I and I sit here and I and I poetically spill on, on on podcast wax on what you guys need to do. So, just remember, there's always a draft, right? And what you want to do, right, is that what you're doing every single week. What the goal is that you want to pick the best group of individuals that you think is going to produce the most amount of points for you every single week. So you're going for winners. And what you're going to do is that every single week, you're going to go head to head with, head to head with somebody else that has drafted along the side of you. And you're going to see who puts together the best team. Best group of running backs, best group of wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, kickers, defense. Did I forget anybody? Wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends, kickers, defense. Spe or, uh, and special teams. Defense size special teams. That's what you get. Now, how you draft them is where is what we're going to start talking about now. How you draft them is the most important thing. So, you're going to have 16 rounds. Yes, folks, 16 rounds. 16 opportunities to fill up your whole entire roster. And just to let you know, how does your roster start off? You're going to start you're going to have two starting running backs. You're going to have two starting wide receivers. You're going to have one starting quarterback. And this is if we're talking about standard leagues here. You're going to have one starting tight end. You're going to have one starting kicker. You're going to have one starting defense. And then you have one flex position where you could either put a running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end. In some leagues, you can put a quarterback there. All depends on the rules of your league. We're going to talk about standard leagues. Standard. Running back, wide receiver, tight end. So you have the opportunity to play three running backs, if you like. Or three wide receivers. Or two tight ends. All So you have limitless combinations. So let's keep it real simple. Let's keep this real simple.
probably the very first thing that you're going to want to do, right? The very first thing that you're going to want to draft, right? You're going to want to figure out just, just who do you want to draft and kind of where do you want to draft them at. So the very first thing you want to do, you want to get a running back. You want to try to get the best running back on the board. Or, listen, if there's the best one that you feel comfortable with, the top three. If you want to go and stretch for some running back that you feel like, oh, I just want to get him because, listen, there's going to be time for that. Get the best running back on the board. Because what you're trying to do, if you're lucky, what you are trying to do, you are trying to get yourself two top ten running backs. Let everybody else do everything else. Let everybody else do whatever the hell they want to do. I read to you how the top goes. It goes Bell, Gurley, Johnson, Elliott, Brown. One wide receiver. Barkley, Kamara, Julio Jones. Two wide receivers. Beckham, Hopkins. You understand? So, you can get yourself two top ten overall running backs that can highly produce and be shoulders, head above the rest. Because what you didn't see, what you don't, like I said, you see that there's a ton of running backs that dominate this top 20 list. And then there's a sprinkle of wide receivers. So basically, if you're not getting what they're saying is the top five, six wide receivers, because see, this is where things start to dwindle down. Top 10 running backs are the top 10 running backs. You get yourself two top 10 running backs, you can win this thing. But after the top five wide receivers, everybody else basically starts panning out to be even. Quarterbacks, after the top two or three quarterbacks, they all start to look even. Running backs now. Everybody starts eating on the running back position. So, your first two picks, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you to go grab a running back. I'm going to tell you to go grab a running back with your t first two picks. Why would you go for anything else? With your third pick? If you have secured your two running backs, go for one, go for an elite wide receiver. Go see see how many wide receivers are out there still, right? Go grab yourself an elite one if they're still out there. But still, go get yourself the best wide receiver out there. Now I can, I'm gonna tell you something very odd, right? With your fourth pick, I'm gonna tell you to go ahead and shock the world and go grab yourself another running back. I'm sorry, there's a big part of me that thinks that if you can pick yourself up three stud running backs, and I'm doing it, three stud running backs, right? In the first four rounds, that's your goal. Three stud running backs in the first four rounds. Let everybody else do everything else. Don't worry about what everybody else want, what everybody else is going through. Get your, Try to get yourself three, 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 three of these top running backs. Like I said, it, you have to be sneaky with it. You have to be sneaky with it. But find yourself three running backs. Right? Wait till that fourth and fifth round to start getting a wide receiver. And you see, like, there's going to be a couple off the board, but I guarantee you, you'll find somebody that's going to be putting up numbers. That's going to put up enough numbers to get you eight touchdowns and a thousand yards? Would you accept that? I think most would. Or six and nine hundred, six and eight hundred, you'll take that. Because, to be honest with you, a thousand yards and eight touchdowns put you anywhere from low top ten wide receiver to 
mid twenties. <laughs> like, so you understand what I'm saying here now? So with your top four draft picks, if you can get yourself three stud running backs, you go for it. Now the reason why I told you, like, hey, with that second, with that third pick, go grab yourself a wide receiver because you want to at least get get one if you can get one of those top ten guys because you're you're taking the risk everywhere else. So fifth pick, grab yourself another wide receiver. You need to make it up somewhere. <laughs> Sixth pick, grab yourself a running back. Seventh pick. If you want, and I doubt they'll be available. Like I said, if you want, they may be a top tight end that you may be interested in. Eighth pick, go for another running back. <laughs> like you understand, like you 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 gotta you gotta cut yourself early. You you gotta want to take care of your running backs and wide receivers early. You don't want to play around with those positions. I'm telling you, you can play around with your quarterback. I'm telling you, you can play around with your tight end. I'm telling you, you can play around with your defense. You can play around with your kicker. You can play around with your with your with your punter. You can play around with your coach. You can play around with your team name. You can play around with your special. You can play around with everything else, but you cannot play around with making sure you secure yourself some studs, some playmakers. Some boys that can put up numbers in that running back and wide receiver position. Those are going to be it. Now, there are a few exceptions to every single rule. There's going to be a few exceptions to every single rule. And I'm going to give you the two exceptions right now. In the third round, if you want to grab... Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers right here, I'm not mad at you. In the first five rounds, if you want to grab Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey, and let me back up for the people that don't know, that I may not be recognizing. Tom Brady, quarterback, New England. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, Green Bay. If you want to reach for two of those guys in the third round, I can see you making an exception for that. They will produce the numbers that you are looking for from those elite people that I mentioned, from those from that you're trying to get from elite running backs or wide receivers. If in the fifth round you want to reach for the tight end Travis Kelsey from Kansas City or the tight end Rob Gronkowski from New England, yeah, I can see that being acceptable but after that nothing else matters like go by the plan stock up on your running back stop up stock up on your wide receivers your kicker and your defense are gonna be at least two of your last three picks of the draft you only need one kicker you only need one defense you can pick them up with the 15th pick and the 16th pick of the draft Everything else. Because after you get your studs, what you're basically going to be doing from basically pick 10 through 14, maybe even earlier than that, 9 through 14, is filling in running backs, filling in wide receivers, filling in running backs, filling in wide receivers. 
Now you can, if you want to be safe, grab two tight ends to make sure you have a backup tight end. If you want to make, if you want to be safe, you can grab a second quarterback to make sure you you have a second quarterback or a backup quarterback. I'm telling you, it's unnecessary. You'll find a comparable quarterback for that one week that you don't need that that he has a buy. What's a buy? Let so. Let's explain this. As we told you, every single week, you are going to be trying to put together the best team possible right here. So what's going to happen is that every every single team in the NFL need takes a break. They have an off week. It's called a bye week. During that bye week, you don't want to have any of those players from that bye week in your lineup starting. Because if their team isn't playing or if they aren't playing, then they cannot score points for you. That's the number one thing you have to pay attention to is bye weeks. Because some people will make the mistake of drafting three of their running backs that all have a bye week in week eight. That's when you're in trouble. That's when you look. And now you understand why you look for replacements. Why are you looking for stud replacements? Because if you have three running backs that you're putting in there, right? If you lose one, you still have two, and then you and then you're always gonna have a comparable backup. Stack up. I'm gonna tell you right now. Sixteen p positions, right? Sixteen positions that you have there. You gotta leave there with. I'm. 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 want to get this straight. At least one quarterback. I'm telling you, all you need is one. You're going to leave there with one kicker. All you need is one. You're going to leave there with one defense. All you need is one. You're going to leave there with one tight end. All you need is one. There goes a quarterback. There goes your kicker. There goes your defense. There goes your tight end. They take up four positions of your roster. Understand that. Four positions of your roster. If you want to get extra, you can make them take up eight positions, but you don't need to double up on these positions. What I keep I keep trying to express upon you guys. You don't need it here. What you do need the overabundance of is running backs because you don't want to be the person that has Johnson and then he goes down for in a whole year. You don't want to be the person that has Ezekiel Elliott, and he's going to court for half the year, and then you don't know what to do. What you do want is an overabundance of assets. So those guys take up four positions. And trust me, you will very quickly know. But secure the assets. Secure the assets. You're going to want to get, and, and I mean this, I really mean it, at least six running backs, six wide receivers, and then get yourself one tight end, one defense, one kicker. You understand? Fill up those positions with at least 12 spots. Now, if you want to say, you know what, I feel a little bit uncomfortable leaving my quarterback that exposed, and I want to double up on the quarterback. You know what? Go ahead and double up on the quarterback. Just figure out which one of those things you're going to get six of and which one of those, if you're going to get six wide receivers or five wide receivers, or if you're going to get yourself six running backs or five running backs. That's all that is. And you can say, you know what, I'm a, I, I want more running backs, and you may already know in your head, you know what, this is the position, this is the one position that I can, this is the one place that, that I can sacrifice. So I'm going to go, okay, get myself my second quarterback. 
whether you just want to get him because you really like getting a second quarterback or you just want to be spiteful and get somebody young that you don't want somebody to pick up later that you think is going to shine a little bit later on. And everybody is passing on. That's called strategy if you've played it a couple years. Because you, you could be spiteful. Like, think of it like playing dominoes or spades if you play something like that. Like, sometimes you make moves that may not necessarily be fully in your benefit right now, but it's definitely to stop other people from being, ben you know, from it being beneficial against you. But somebody else getting it so it could be beneficial against you. Whether you have to just waste a spot or not. Whether you waste a turn or not. Whether you waste a card or not. It's kind of what this is. It's fantasy football. So, you know what? I just realized we never took our last break. So we're going to take our last break. We're going to go into overtime. And we're going to continue to break down this fantasy football. Because you know what? We'll do here. The Mighty Fantasy Football Tips. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Seven. Wednesday. Wednesday. Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring, or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call... 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell him Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 
Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gonis, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, $7.90 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi Best Games, where you save more so you can play more. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Seven. Wednesday. Wednesday. Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. And we are back with the MyT Sports Podcast. If you're listening, that means you should be listening to even one or two places. I only have it in two places these days, but it's only two places that matter. Number one, mytsports.net. Number two, number two you have to go find it. Nah, I'm joking. It's, it's generally where you can listen to the majority of your listening needs. Go to TuneIn Radio. And just know we, we're, we're thinking of get, we're going to get it up to you, up to your other platforms. Your Apples, your iTunes, or, you know, your, your Amazons, or all of your good stuffs. You know what I mean? And listen, 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 let's go ahead and be honest. You guys should realize this. We're in the bonus time of the podcast, right? We're, we're just past the hour mark. So if you're still listening, that means, that means you don't have to listen anymore. We're into the bonus time. I basically just, I already told you how to draft. I told you, I told you your most important positions. I told you where to draft those guys in what positions. You already, I already gave you that. I've already given you the top 20 players in fantasy football. <clears throat> so if you're listening now, if you're listening now, that means you want more. That means, that means, that means, like, like you, 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 you're one of those people. You, 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 you came here and you were like, and if I ain't gonna be part of the greatest, I gotta be the greatest myself. <laughs> you wanted more. So you know what we gonna do here? We gonna give you more, cause you're officially in the danger zone. Yo, man, give me the keys to the drop zone. <clears throat> the same, cause what you're here to listen to now, what you're here to learn is that, is who are the top ten ranked individuals in each position. And not only that, what kind of numbers did they put up last year? But not only that. Who were the top 10 producers in each position last year? And why doesn't it match with fantasy football? Because they should, because this is the time where these two things should be a little bit more tightly close-knit. I'll explain the differences in a few of them, because there's some of them that I just don't really understand. <coughs> so let's talk about 
sex baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me let's talk about sports let's talk about sports sport. <clears throat> okay i got a little carried away but that's how that happens so we were always wondering you always wonder like how do you guys like all of a sudden just think up the beat and think it's, it's random it's random it's like that all of a sudden, you're talking about one thing, and you break out in song, and you're like, you know what? This would be really good if I did this this way, and remix. Got this thing like puffy over here. Take that, take that, take that, take that, take that, take that. See, and now you understand why I be having to take that, take that, take that. I'm getting my puffy on. So the quarterbacks. We're gonna start here with the quarterbacks, right? Because the quarterbacks have not, listen, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. They don't have the most importance. We already told you they have the third most importance here. And even so, you can get away with just having one on your team. First up is the quarterbacks. And we're going to get through the top ten. You have, num you have the number ten quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, all right? Above him, Kirk Cousins. Above him, number eight, Drew Brees. Andrew Luck is the number seven who didn't play a game last year. You know, Sammy, not Sam Watson, but but Deshaun Watson, the quarterback from Houston who got injured really early last year. Billy, Billy, barely, barely played five or six games, right? You had Carson Wentz. You ha we have Cam Newton. We have Tom Brady coming in at number two behind the man that just got paid $134 million. Aaron Rodgers. Now, these are where things start to get misconstrued. Now, I told you, now, automatically, you, sh you should realize, right? When you compare this to the, the top producers from last year, you're going to realize why there are a few discrepancies automatically. Like how a guy like like Watson and Andrew Luck be in the top 10, and, and you didn't, they weren't in the top 10 last year, what we just told you. Andrew Luck didn't play a game last year. He was injured. Watson was injured last year. Wentz eventually got out, went out injured last year. There were a lot of injuries last year. So at least three of these guys that are in here. Number one producer last year. Number one quarterback for, and, and uh, in yards. Right, that is. In yards. Was... Tom Brady with 4,577 yards, right? And the majority of these quarterbacks that I'm going to bring up and I'm going to mention and, and I, I'm going to make a big deal about are your, are your, are your quarterbacks that are pushing 4,000 yards. So ultimately, right, it's going to be different. I already told you who's in the top 10 of quarterbacks um, as far as fantasy football is ranking. Aaron Rodgers, number one. You know, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, you know, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, and Ben Roethlisberger. Top 10 run, top ten quarterbacks when it comes to fantasy football. But those weren't, those weren't the top 10 producers last year. And, those, and all of those guys aren't out here pushing above 4,000 yards. So let me tell you the ones that are. Now, Aaron Rodgers didn't push out 4,000 yards last year. Aaron Rodgers was also injured last year. Right? 
Aaron Rodgers is out here pushing out that many yards. Like, he'll probably push out 4,000 yards. So we'll leave him and we'll give him the respect he deserves and and leave him in the top 10 to understand that why he belongs in the top 10. Because healthy Aaron Rodgers, motivated Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers that, that has new weapons, old weapons, and uh, and everything in between, we can understand. So Tom Brady was the number one passing quarterback last year. Followed by Phillip Rivers. Yes. Philip Rivers, folks. Philip Rivers had 4,515 yards. So the only two quarterbacks to pass for over 4,500 yards last year were Tom Brady and Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers isn't in the top 10 in fantasy quarterbacks this year. I. So if you're. So now let's talk about a little bit of strategy, right? If you're one of those people that possibly says to yourself, you know what? I want to grab two quarterbacks. I want to grab two quarterbacks. Then you know what? Let's say you grab yourself one of these guys. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, even like I say, a Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins. And later on, you pick up a Phillip Rivers. No problemo whatsoever. See, this is why you, you, you take your... You take multiple lists. You take multiple things. You, you have to look at everything a little bit differently. Because also, listen, the top 10 passing quarterbacks last year weren't all the top 10 quarterbacks when it came to touchdowns last year. Yeah, see there? The top 10 passing quarterbacks last year weren't all in the top 10 in touchdowns. Like Drew Brees. Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, not in the top 10 in touchdowns, but all of them made the top 10 list in yards. So this is all of your 4,000-yard producers. You can, guys, you're going to want to keep eye on these guys. Find out where they're going. You, this is why I say load up on, load up on your running backs and wide receivers because look at this. For the people that they have considered top 10 as fantasy football running, as fantasy football quarterbacks, and people that actually produced top 10 numbers are completely different, which means that everybody's going to grab these top 10 guys, me, leaving these top 10 producers out to dry. Guys like Phillip Rivers, who isn't in that top 10 rank him, but, but he was number two in passing yards last year. He had 28 touchdowns. That was top 10 worthy. That's actually, what was that? Who's, who's ahead of him? Russell Wilson was let, let's let's get this out of the way. Russell Wilson had more passing touchdowns than any quarterback in the league last year with 34. Behind him, Tom Brady 32. Behind them. Behind and and we and we should assume that and I should have I apologize. Behind him wasn't, was not, was not, was not Tom Brady. Behind Russell Wilson was Carson Wentz with 33. Which is why Carson Wentz, who didn't make the top 10 in passing yards last year, gets rated as a top 10 quarterback this year. Because they figure, you know what? These yards that he didn't get last year, he's going to be a little bit more comfortable this year. And he'll get more. And for a guy to just put up 33 touchdowns, you know what? He'll probably get more. Because remember, we got guys that's constantly trying to break touchdown records. 
So don't 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 think that these young guys, because it's when you're young that you really care about this stuff. How many yards you pass in the game? How many touchdowns you pass in the game? Do you know what you understand? You care about it a little bit more than when you're older. When you're older, you're trying to just get those chips. And if it happens, it happens. When you're younger, you know about them, and you're really, really, really trying to get them. So Carson Wentz may be that guy. And he's in L.A., so they're going to want to show some flash. They're going to want to pass that ball up and down the court, the field, the turf. Tom Brady had 32 behind Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz. Outside of that, nobody else had more than 30. So we, we should assume that Aaron Rodgers, is, if he doesn't break 30, he's going to be at that cusp of high 30s. Like Sam Bradford was with 29 passing touchdowns. So listen again. 29 passing touchdowns for Matthew Stafford. Third overall last year. 4,446. So he didn't get 4,500, but he was damn near close. And yet, Matthew Stafford also isn't in this top 10 list of fantasy quarterbacks. He's a guy to keep your eye on. He has a weapon that is ranked top 10. See, see, this is another thing that you look at. Okay, some of these guys that aren't ranked in the top 10, but they put up top 10 numbers. How did they, how did they do last year? <coughs> Excuse me. And do you have, do they have top 10 caliber talent? Because that's going to matter too. That's a reason to give them a pass. Or if you ever get lucky, pair them together with their top 10 talent. Oh, yes, that's that's most definitely a thing. Let's say you get like a Deshaun Watson. See if you can get Hopkins as well. If you get Carson Wentz, yeah, go out and get, you know, get out and get Cook or Sammy Watkins or whoever it may be. Look for these guys. You have... Drew Brees, number fourth overall quarterback in passing yards. They didn't break the top ten in touchdowns though, with forty three with four thousand three hundred thirty four. He's gonna he comes in at number eight, within, as number eight ranked fantasy football quarterback. Behind him, Ben Roethlisberger last year put up forty two hundred yards, four thousand two hundred fifty one yards, and he has two top. 10 talents. I just told you. He has two top five talents. Let, let, let's just put it this way. Like, 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 let's let him like, never say that he has two top 10 talents. Let, let, let's, let's just be very specific. Let, let, let's, let's get this very, 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 very specific of, of what Ben Roethlisberger has on his hands, right? Ben Roethlisberger, right? <clears throat> Who comes in at number 10. Mind you, number 10. As, as fantasy football quarterbacks, right? Put up 28 touchdowns last year. 28. I think, that's, I think that's tied for fourth or fifth. 34, 32, 33, 29, 28. 
32, 33, 29. Yeah, that's tied for fifth. <clears throat> ben Roethlisberger has two. He has two top five talents ranked overall in fantasy football. Want me to break it down a little bit further? Ben Roethlisberger has the number one ranked wide receiver. That's who Brown is. The number five ranked player in fantasy football? That's Antonio Brown, the wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the number one ranked wide receiver in fantasy football. Number fifth ranked player. Bell. Le'Veon Bell is the number one ranked running back who also plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's also the number one ranked player overall in fantasy football. And they need to pay this man his money. He wants a new contract. He's going to continue the ball, and he's going to come to the Jets next year with Sam Donald. <clears throat> We're going to talk a little bit about that. And Ben Roethlisberger, a guy that finished as the top five quarterback in yards produced, Right? Top five as well in touchdowns. Somehow becomes a top ten quarterback in fantasy football. How does that happen? How does that happen, you ask? Well, we already know about Aaron Rodgers and what Tom Brady would possibly do, right? But I don't see Tom Brady doing that much more. Well, if he puts up more numbers, that is. I mean, he did have more touchdowns. Tom Brady. So we know what Tom Brady is. Let's not argue Tom Brady. Cam Newton, who comes in at number three. The reason why he's not number three, because Cam Newton is also going to give you some some points with his legs. And he's going to get you some and he's going to get you some running touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. That's where that's why Cam Newton gets ranked so high at number three, even though he wasn't a top ten passer last year in yards or touchdowns. Carson Wentz, a little bit of the same thing. A little bit, not so much. Like, but they figure the same amount. They they figure some similarities. But also, I told you this, more yards than he did from last year. They figure he may also put up more touchdowns than last year. He already had 33 last year. He was second overall in touchdowns last year. Then you got a guy like number like Russell Wilson, number one in rushing touch. He was number one, number one, number one overall in passing touchdowns. And he put up 3,900 yards, 3,983 yards, just shy of 4,000. But also, more than anything else, he's also going to give you some yards, with some, large, some yards with his legs as well. That's the reason why a guy like Russell Wilson is in there. And why Deshaun Watson, a guy that basically was injured last year, why does he come in at number six? Because of the same thing. Last year, what they saw from him is a guy that can put up <clears throat> close to 3,500 yards. Let's say 3,300 yards but can also do with his legs what Cam Newton and Russell Wilson can, which is very big in fantasy football. 
Because when I told you that these guys, the quarterbacks, only score, you know, in 25-point increments, if you're curious about how these guys score points, they only score in 25-point increments. And that is going to lead get them one point for every 25 yards they put through the air. When they turn themselves into a runner, they get rated like a running back. So they start getting points every 10 yards like a running back will. So that's where they get their points at. Now, also, let's turn it over to the touchdown. For every passing touchdown that a quarterback gets, he only gets four points. For every time that ball goes in the air and a wide receiver catches it, he only gets four points. That wide receiver gets six points in all of those yards, you know, per 10-yard point per ten yard increment. But that quarterback, no, nah, 25-yard increment, and he only gets four points. Let him run that ball in. That is six points. That is the difference here. That is the only difference here. Is that those guys can not only get you points with their legs, but they also can get you rushing touchdowns. And Ben Roethlisberger, I guess, isn't the guy that anymore that's running for touchdowns like that or getting you rushing touchdowns when they're close in because they have a stat now that does that. They could get, he got somebody that can do the pounding. Andrew Luck. Now, this is probably where I have my first discrepancy. I'm not sure Andrew Luck should be this high. Maybe Andrew Luck should be number 10. Ranked fantasy football quarterback, but Andrew Luck is like a like a is like a younger version of Ben Roethlisberger. If they figure he's healthy, he's also going to run that ball a little bit. Drew Brees, the guy that's ranked number seven, or sorry, number eight. Like I said last year, he was the fourth overall passing quarterback, but nowhere in the top ten in passing touchdowns. Then we have a guy like Kirk Cousin that comes in. Kirk Cousin comes in higher than Matt Ryan when Matt Ryan had more passing yards than Kirk Cousins last year. Matt Ryan, unfortunately, didn't have as many touchdowns. Matt Ryan had a touch. Matt Ryan was was allergic to touchdowns last year, like completely, absolutely allergic last year to touchdowns. So. Do you figure there's gonna be there should be some kind of turnaround? But because he pat he passed over four thousand yards, right? And he didn't manage to get the touchdowns that he needed. That means like something something is odd there, especially since he isn't that kind of passer. But you know, like Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger, you know, who says that you need to have not Ben Roethlisberger, but who sees like like more like Drew Brees, you know, you don't need. All those touchdowns and stuff, we went kind of high. And I can see why Matt Ryan doesn't quite get in there. But, man, do you think that he's going to have two bad years that he doesn't get in there be above Kirk Cousins, who barely did better than him? Bare and I really do mean barely. So when it comes to actual passing yards, your top ten quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, Russell Wilson, and Jeffrey Goff. L.A., 28. His yards, like I said, if they, the only reason why Russell Wilson got the honorable mention because he was 17 yards away. 17 happens to be one of my lucky numbers. And also, he is in the top five in quarterbacks. He's a guy that has been consistent in fantasy football as a quarterback 
since the day he stepped, since the day he stole that job, not stole, the day he took that job from Matt Flynn in Seattle, he has been 100% money. Now, the thing about it is that he no longer has help this year. So I, 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 I'm, I'm weary of him. I put a red flag around him. Top five, I don't know. There are safer picks right now than Russell Wilson. I think you can let Russell Wilson fall in the draft. I really believe that Russell Wilson is a person that you can let fall in the draft and not feel bad about it. He may have to. So I hope you have your two list. There goes your quarterbacks. There goes your, there goes your, so get yourself one of these guys. Like I said, if you if it isn't Rodgers, Brady, Newton, Wentz, Wilson, Watson, Luck, Breeze, Cousins, or Roethlisberger, know that Phillip Rivers is is a good standing. The guy, he had the second highest passing yards last year. Matthew Stafford had the third most passing yards last year. And top three also in touchdowns. He is a good find. Get yourself a Matthew Stafford. You can wait. That's what I'm telling you. Listen, unless you are truly, absolutely, truly reaching for Rodgers and Tom Brady, and those, cause those are going to be the two guys that are, that are going to get yards in the air, produce the amount of touchdowns, and, Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers is also going to add some yards with his legs. So unless you're going to get those guys, unless you're really reaching for those guys, you don't need to get a quarterback higher, any higher, really, 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 than round 10. Seriously. You can get your running backs, you can get your court, you can get your tight ends, you can get your wide receivers, you can fill in the, all of those stuff and get your wide and get your run and get your quarterback in round 10. And if you get Philip Rivers, you're, you're good. You get Matthew Stafford, you're good. And only reason I mention these guys cuz these guys aren't ranked in the top 10 in fantasy football. Like you want to definitely get yourself one of those top 10 guys, but if you get yourself Rivers and Stafford, you're all right. If you get yourself Matt Ryan, you're okay. If you get yourself Kirk Cousins, well, Kirk Cousins is in the top 10. I'm sorry. If you get yourself Alex Smith, Jeffrey Goff, you're okay. So there are a few exceptions. So it goes on to like about 15. So the quarterback position is about 15 picks deep. You can wait. A little bit. Right. Next, we have your wide receivers, right? And I told you, you're basically listening to the bonus portion of the podcast. This is going to be all about fantasy football. If you're listening right now, then you just love yourself some fantasy football, and you want to hear of how you can make the best informed decisions. I may have to find a way to produce this. These three lists. I'm going to do this for you guys. I'm going to absolutely hate it because it's going to be a tedious project. But I am gonna do the comparison for you guys. This, so this this definitely will. I listen. Don't hold me to this. Do not hold me to this. Like I, I can't guarantee I'm gonna do it for you, but I want to do it for you just so you can see it. Just so you can see the amount of yards that these guys put up last year compared to where they're ranked this year and what they have done and what they think that they can do. Because next we have our wide receivers, right? And let's just go down this list. 
Number one, I already told you, Antonio Brown. Number two, Hopkins. Number three, and Hopkins is from Houston. Number three, Julio Jones from Atlanta. Number four is Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. from the New York Giants. Now, listen, I'm taking that. Now, in a few of these, in some very rare places, I may have switched the order of some things I didn't agree with. I think Odell Beckham may have been one of them. I think Odell Beckham is going to ball out. He's going to be a top five receiver next year. I definitely think he's going to be a better receiver than Keenan Allen. Who last year put up 1,393 yards. Although Beckham was injured last year. I do think Although Beckham is going to be in that rare era of individuals that put up 1,400 yards this season. Like, and there were only three, and I do mean, actually not even three. There were only two wide receivers last year that put up over 1,400 yards. Julio Jones from Atlanta, Antonio Brown from the Steelers. Now, very close was Hopkins with 1378. Very close. Hopkins from Houston. Very close was Allen with 1393. Allen. L.A. Chargers, that is. So, remember I told you about this. Right? Sometimes you can get yourself some really good sleepers and match things up well. Phillip Rivers, not a top 10 quarterback, fantasy-wise. But real-life-wise, number two in yards. And he has what is considered the number two ranked wide receiver in fantasy football. So remember what I told you? If you can get a quarterback that's possibly not top 10 in ranking and match him with his top 10 talent, then now you've doubled your chance to really do something special. Now you've doubled your chance to produce. So let me so let me get you a little bit even further. Hopkins is not only the number two wide receiver ranked in fantasy football last year. He was number four. In yards total, number four, he was four. Now that's not the cash disparity again. Listen, he was behind Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Keenan Allen, right? With thirteen seventy eight, but he was number one. He was number one amongst all of them in yards. So I'm gonna let you guys know something right now. I'm gonna let you guys know something right now, right? So if you're asking me, if you're truly asking me, right? Like, yo, who do you want? Like, who do you really, really want? Right? Like, if you're asking me to try to give away, like, these, some of these, like, guys, the sleeper picks, if you, like, just pay attention. Just really pay attention. Like, like I said, if you have, if you truly have to reach for a, a quarterback, I'm telling you right now, the number one quarterback that I'm probably, and, and that doesn't change, Right? It's probably it's still probably going to be Aaron Rodgers, motivated all kinds of stuff. But don't sleep on these other guys that are close. Now I think Hopkins. Now if you want to take Hopkins with your number one wide as your number one wide receiver, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. 
you want to take Odell Beckham. You understand? Like, these are the guys that you want to look forward to. So just imagine this, right? You're getting your wide receivers, you're getting your quarter, you're getting your, your running backs. And as your wide receiver, you pick up Hopkins. You pick up Hopkins as your as your wide receiver. You're in good shape. Now, guess what? Guess who isn't on anybody's radar as a top ten quarterback? Phillip Rivers. Which means that you don't have to worry about him going anywhere anytime soon you can pick him up super duper late in the draft and you compare so you compare who is going to be potentially the number two wide receiver in the league in fantasy football he was number one in he was number one in touchdowns last year he was number four in yards last year and they project him to be the number two overall rank this year. If you pair him up with his quarterback that put up the second most yards in football last year. And also the fifth most touchdowns. Then guess where you're at. You're in a very good position. And then you just doubled up. Because guess what? We just told you that out of his 28 touchdowns, out of the 28 times he's going to sling that ball and score, at least 13 of them are going to Hopkins. That's almost half. So basically half the times that he's, that, that Phillip Rivers scores, he's going to be passing to Hopkins. Which means that if you have both of them in the team, that means at least half the times that one of them scores, you have the tune of, of doubling up on your points. And damn near every time that Hopkins scores, you know you know that he's he's getting passed by by Phillip Rivers. And you know that Phillip Rivers went to him at least 50%, more than 50% of the times. Almost 1,400 of Phillip Rivers' 4,500 yards came from Hopkins. That's almost a third. So Hopkins got, got, got just a little bit less than half. Let's just call it 49%, right? And a little less than third of them. Let's call it 30%. Hopkins may be one of the biggest sleepers. And, and, I, and, I, and I really do mean that. Like, like, listen, Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. I probably, listen, you already know everybody's going to go after Antonio Brown. You already know that. What you want to do is, is make sure that if you're positioning yourself everywhere else, then you know how to position yourself properly. Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. will put you in such a position to win that your opponents, when they see you every single week, they'll wet the bed. Now imagine you put him up, you get those three guys, and because you were so overabundant in how you wanted to draft, you also matched them up with a guy like Marvin Jones from the Detroit Lions. That was the number nine wide receiver overall. Put up 1,100 yards, but nine touchdowns. That's... That got him 
nine touchdowns. That is tied for fourth or third. Where are we at? 13, 10, 9. Third. That's tied for the third most touchdowns. You see, you understand what I mean by if you build right, you don't have to reach into your fifth round to grab a quarterback. You don't need a quarterback there unless possibly Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers are still there by the fifth round. And yeah, go grab them. But other than that, no. You got talent that you need to get. And you need to stockpile that talent quick. So the top 10 wide receivers, as they were ranked, Antonio Brown, Hopkins, Jones, Beckham, Allen, Green, Thomas from New England, Devontae Adams from Green Bay, Evans, and Thielen from Minnesota. That's everybody. Now, the top 10 producers, once again, see, things don't always add up. Antonio Brown, top 10 producer last year. 1533, 1,533 yards, nine touchdowns. Julio Jones, right behind him, number two. He's being ranked as the number as the number three wide receiver this year. Maybe they think he's going to lose a step. Honestly, Julio Jones could fall all the way down to number four if he, if, if he doesn't act right. Fall behind Odell Beckham. He can even fall behind Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was the number three producing wide receiver last year, 1393. Just basically 50 yards shy, 51 to be exact, yards shy of Julio Jones. That's all it was, 51 yards. Now, Antonio Brown, he was almost 100 yards, you know, like, more like 99, something like that, you know. But that's where he's at. You have Hopkins from Houston who came in at number four. Thielen from Minnesota that came in at number five. Thielen put up 1,276 yards. You understand? We had Thomas from New Orleans, who isn't being ranked anywhere here. But Thomas, let's be honest. Thomas put up 1,245 yards, right? Touchdowns didn't quite match. But, like I said, if you get a guy that puts up 1,200 yards, and all he did was get you six touchdowns, and he's coming off your bench, you're not in bad shape. So imagine pairing him with, if you're sneaky enough to get away, Hopkins or Beckham. And you really have to be sneaky. But I'm telling you, find a way to accumulate as much top five talent. I know I keep I'm telling you the top ten because you have, to, you have to put everything in perspective. But find a way to get as much top five talent as possible. See where these guys are going. Now, when you're drafting, guess what you can do? You can build yourself a queue. So build yourself a queue of these guys, of where you want them, how you want them, where they're ranked at. Put them in there. Plug them in. Get them in there. And start picking off your guys. Get your people. And make sure you get the people that you want and go out there and reach for them early. On the running backs and, and, and wide receivers that are. Everybody else can wait. You want some of these monsters. Because you'll even take the top 10 producers from last year. Because every single guy in the top 10 put up over 1,000 yards. Right? Antonio Brown. Julio Jones. Keenan Allen. Hopkins. I, think, I can't remember what Hopkins' name is. Right? You have Thielen. We have Mike Thomas from New Orleans. Right? You have, you have Ty Hill. You, you, have this, you have Fitz. And, and you have Marvin Jones from Detroit. And 
and one tight end finished in the top 10 receivers in yards. And that was Rob Gronkowski, 1,084 yards. So, this is why I tell you, if you want to reach it for Rob, I can understand that. But Rob is also kind of getting old. So if you want to, if you want to trade that in and reach up for Kelsey, I understand that. But you don't need to. There's going to be a lot of other guys that are producing. There's going to be a lot of other guys that are putting up the necessary numbers that you are going to find necessary to try to win. Now, let's take this to a next level, right? And try to figure out what these guys are. Because I told you. Things don't stay consistent. The top 10 fantasy football ranked wide receivers aren't, weren't all the top 10 producers in yards last year. And they all definitely aren't the top 10 producers in touchdowns from last year. Number I, I already told you, number one in touchdowns last year was Hopkins. So Hopkins was the num had put up the fourth most yards and the first amount of touch and, and number and the most touchdowns last year. So he was number fourth in yards produced and number one in touchdowns. Adams from Green Bay, right? Not in the top ten in producers in yards, but we do find them in. We do find it ranked at number seven in fantasy football wide receivers, but he was the number two. He was the second most. Touchdown catching wide receiver in the league with 10 last year. Second most out of everybody. Second most, that guy. Now, you also figure that he'll, he may also get some of those numbers reduced a little bit because he also got a guy like Jimmy Graham on his team. And Jimmy Graham is a tight end that basically put up. Where you at, Graham? Where you at, Graham? I'm trying to do it for the Graham. He put up 10 touchdowns himself last year. So if Jimmy Graham comes to Green Bay, right? Because he's in Green Bay now, right? And you have Jones in Green Bay. And you got to figure they're all not putting up 10 touchdowns. Or are they? And does it now make that even more so on why you need to grab Aaron Rodgers? If he has two guys that he can put up 10 touchdowns with in the end zone and be elite at their position. Also having 10 touchdowns last year was Julio Jones. Jarvis Landry came in with nine. I think Jarvis Landry's in Miami with nine touchdowns last year. We had Alshon Jeffrey put up nine touchdowns last year. Antonio Brown put up nine touchdowns last year. A.J. Green also put up 10 touchdowns last year. Listen, I disagree with A.J. Green being a top 10 producer in, in for, for wide receivers. So listen, there's somebody that has to get in there, right? You got to figure there's somebody that has to get in there because... And I'm probably going to say it's Hill. Hill may be a sneaker. Hill may be a sleeper. He may be a sneaky good top 10 fantasy football wide receiver this year. Because he was basically one last year, right? 1,100 yards, 1,183 yards. Ranked number seven amongst yards produced, but only had seven touchdowns. Only seven. But listen, we're telling you, we're already at the point where we're talking about A.J. Green that had... Eight touchdowns and didn't even and wasn't even in the top ten in producing yards. Now listen, until a and, and I love me some AJ Green until these last two seasons. We're gonna have to see how AJ Green comes back because I still think AJ Green is being ranked of AJ Green of three years ago. 
And A.J. Green for the last two years has not been a top 10 fantasy football quarterback. Right? Wide receiver. So we're going to see. I don't, I don't quite agree with A.J. Green being in that list. Listen, I'd rather you move feeling all the way up and say, you know what? And also put his his running mate, his his buddy Tayshawn, you know, Diggs in there. Like, there's a bunch of other ways I'd rather go with this because you guys are so quick to they are so quick to put a running back into the top ten. But why not put a rookie wide receiver? Like, you, you you understand? We're gonna see. I'll be a little bit more. I'll be a little bit more comfortable putting Josh Gordon in here as a top ten wide receiver. I'll be a little bit more comfortable, even possibly. Based off some of the guys that are here, because some of these guys that are here, that they've been, they've been masked as top ten. Listen, the number one guy right now may be AJ Green, and I may be forced to eat those words. The other guy in the top ten list I don't quite believe in is Mike Evans. Mike Evans has been real disappointing to me lately. But let's get back over here. Michael Crabtree, eight touchdowns, right? And Sammy Watkins also eight touchdowns. And then you have a whole slew of, of people that put up eight touchdowns, eight touchdowns, eight touchdowns. So who knows? A lot of these guys probably could have fallen. I know, okay, I definitely know that A.J. Green falls into that category. But there's a lot of guys that could have fallen into that category. But, so, that's your three list for, for your quarterbacks. I mean, for your wide receivers as well. How they ranked in fantasy football. But also how they ranked in yards produced from last year. And how many touchdowns they actually produced last year as well. Take all that consideration because you know what? People don't forget how to score all of a sudden unless 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 some extraordinary circumstances happen. They don't just forget how to score. Things happen. A.J. Green hasn't forgotten how to score. What's happened to A.J. Green is that he no longer has a quarterback that's, that's efficient. Andy Dalton is no longer looking like an efficient quarterback, which makes me wonder, why didn't they trade for, for, for Teddy Bridgewater? Wait, what you say? Are you asking me? What do you mean? I'm letting, that, I'm letting that soak in. I'm letting that soak in. I know if you guys haven't heard it yet, then you're probably looking it up. What it is... I just realized there's going to be another change to the website lately. Just listen, don't worry, guys. We're working out some things. We're working out the format. trying to figure out how things are going to be better for you guys. This, this is all for you. This is really all for you. As we go into 50 minutes now, bonus time. Well, you guys really like yourself some overtime. So, we're going to give you that. So, we're going to give you that in every, every form and aspect, right? So, when you get these guys... These are things to think about. How did they produce last year? You're not going to forget how to score touchdowns. But it, but let's get back to the, the point that I glossed over. Why didn't Cincinnati trade for Teddy Bridgewater? Are they still putting that much faith into the Red Rocket? I'm telling you, I don't know if Andy Dalton's that guy anymore. And I guess until Andy Dalton, and until they see that Andy Dalton fails, there's no re reason to get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. But the Saints thought otherwise. Trust me, I, I got something to say about that. I got something. To, I got, I really got something to say about that. 
We gonna talk. Now, finally, we get to the most important position in fantasy football. This is the position you guys have all been waiting for, right? So, let's get you the numbers that you are looking for. Le'Veon Bell is ranked the number one running back in fantasy football. He's also ranked the number one player in fantasy football overall. He is followed by Todd Gurley. He is followed, who is followed by Duke Johnson, who is followed by Ezekiel Elliott, who I think is a little too high. I'm sorry, not Ezekiel Elliott, honestly. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is too high. I'll tell you who I think is too high. Saquon Barkley comes in at number five. And I think Saquon Barkley is a little too high. Sorry, Giants fans. I, I'm sorry. I really do apologize. I think he's a little too high. Like, if, like, let's just put it this way. Let's just put it this way. I think that Saquon Barkley should be at least the number. If you're going to put him in there, and I and I truly don't believe you put him that high, but maybe the eighth highest running back this year. Let's be respectful to guys like Kareem Hunt and Kamara and Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, who put up 1,040 yards last year and nine touchdowns. Tied for the second most, sorry, not tied for the second most, tied for the third most touchdowns. He tied with Le'Veon Bell. Yes, that Le'Veon Bell. With touchdowns. So, I kind of have a hard time putting him against ahead guys like that. But Kareem Hunt, we know what he's going to do. He's going to pass, he's going to catch. Can I also tell you that Kareem Hunt also, 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 also put up the most yards for a running back last year with 1,327? So you see some, so you, not now you see, now you starting to catch me here. Now you starting to wonder, see, like, hey, wait a minute. But Kareem Hunt isn't the number one ranked running back. He's not. But put up more yards than Le'Veon Bell. Had only one less touchdown than Le'Veon Bell, the number one ranked player overall. And listen, he will start catching more, more balls out of the backfield. I guarantee you that. Now, Kamara only put up 700 yards and eight touchdowns. But Kamara's going to get a whole bunch of passing touchdowns. That's that kid from New Orleans. Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon from L.A. See, here goes another top 10 talent. So, you see some of these quarterbacks, right, that I was talking about. Tom Brady, basically, we haven't heard him having any top 10 talent. But you get to Aaron Rodgers, and you realize so far he has a top 10 wide receiver. In at least some way, shape, or form, he has a top 10 wide receiver. Right, whether we're talking about ranked in fantasy football or based off how many touchdowns he put up. 
So he has top 10 talent. We see Phillip Rivers with top 10 talent at wide receiver, top 10 talent at, at running back. Now you still understand how some of these guys produce. Ben Roethlisberger, top one and top one. We get a guy like Drew Brees, who has a wide receiver that's ranked, yes, folks, ranked number seven over here. A wide receiver that was sixth in total yards. A wide receiver that didn't quite put up the touchdowns. But do you think that he would put up more? Because now you're seeing that, hey, okay, okay, okay. Okay, Drew Brees has now some top 10 talent in multiple categories. We get Leonard Fournette, we get Dalvin Cook, we get Gordon, right? Now, when it, comes to rushing, when it comes to rushing yards, Kareem Hunt led all of them. Kareem Hunt led all of them with 1,327, followed by Todd Gurley with 1,305. But, and, but Todd Gurley had the most touchdowns of all of the running backs last year with 13. Le'Veon Bell, 1,291 yards, nine rushing touchdowns last year. Tied for third with Leonard Fournette, who was the eighth most producing um, who was the eighth most producing running back last year based off yards. Didn't quite get the touchdowns to go. Actually, what am I saying? Leonard Fournette, 1,040 yards last year. Nine received nine touchdowns last year. So not only was he top three in touchdowns, top four in touchdowns, top five in touchdowns, depending if you want to give him the tie or not. I guess you break the tie by yards, right? Top five in touchdowns. He was also number eight in, in, in actually producing. You got to figure he, he, he may only get better. Followed by Chris Anderson from Denver. Put up 1,007 yards. And then Ezekiel Elliott. And we're going to assume Ezekiel Elliott is going to put up 1,000 yards plus this year because he put up 983 last year. Another guy that was only 17 short. And why he'll also get an honorable mention. Once again, said he's my lucky number. But also, you got to figure, he also didn't play six games last year. He, he did not play six games last year because he was in court. So he's so with, with missing six games, he still managed to be the tenth most producing wide receiver as far as yards is concerned in the NFL. And you got to figure this year he's gonna get an even more of a load because he because Dallas just lost their top tight end. They just lost their top wide receiver. All they have now is their running back. So either they've gonna start, either a, a wide receiver is gonna is gonna break out. And they're going to really produce to force that thing. Actually, you know what? I even more so disagree with Ezekiel Elliott because this is going to be the biggest the biggest test he's going to be in. I stay away from Ezekiel Elliott if I'm you. Ezekiel Elliott may finish in the top 10, but I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is a top 5 running back this year. The offensive line got slightly worse. not But still great. Still a good offensive line. But but offensive line got slightly worse. You don't have the wide receivers that you needed anymore. You don't have the tight end that you needed anymore. So you don't have anybody out there anymore that can force the defense to have to not stack the box against your only offensive weapon. 
I will stay away from Ezekiel Elliott if I am you this year. Gordon, Cook, Fournette, Kamara, Hunt. Listen, to be honest with you, I'm getting Saquon Barkley before I'm getting Ezekiel Elliott. I think Saquon Barkley should be ahead of Ezekiel Elliott right about now. But I also think that Saquon Barkley shouldn't be ahead of Leonard Fournette, Kamara, or Hunt. Also, at this point in time, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott should be above Cook or Gordon. And I'm and I'm not now even questioning Ezekiel Elliott should even be a top 10 running back. I will stay away from him if I'm you. Listen, man. I'll, 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 I'll write this down just to make sure we don't forget. Not top 10. I said that about somebody else too, didn't I? As far as wide receivers go. A.J. Green. I don't think not top 10. 10. I see if I'm wrong at the end of the year. Let's see if I am wrong at the end of the year. There's only one way to find out. But those are two guys that I am staying away from. I am I am I am hiding from them as if they had to play because you do not want to be stuck with them and they don't put up what they are projected to put up. Like I'm sorry, there are too many there are too many circumstances that I that I don't do not always why I do not believe in them. So last year, right, Kareem Hunt, most touch, most yards last year, followed by Todd Gurley, followed by Le'Veon Bell, followed by LaShawn McCoy, and LaShawn McCoy is going through his own issues, so we don't know what's going on over there. And LaShawn McCoy continues to be a top 10 running back, even though he's the only weapon they have. Oh, my God. Like, let's get this guy a line. Let this guy, let's get this guy a, a quarterback. Let's get this guy a wide receiver. Let's get this guy something because, oh, my God. Like, we thought LaShawn McCoy going to Buffalo was gonna slow him down or something. Jesus, can you imagine if LaShawn McCoy was in a play and it was in a warm weather place? Hint, hint, Miami. He would eat up yards. Now we have Michael Ingram from New Orleans, who was a top five run running back last year. He put up more yards than the Kamara kid from New Orleans. Now. Why is Kamara ranked so much higher than Ingram, even though they were pretty much even last year? And I do mean pretty much even. And I'm and I'm talking about how many yard how much fantasy points they put up because listen, Kamara had seven hundred twenty eight yards, eight touchdowns. Right? But he also had a bunch of passing yards in there. Ingram doesn't isn't putting up those passing yards, but he put up one thousand one hundred twenty four rushing yards last year. To go along with 12 touchdowns. That is tied for the second. No, that's tied. That is the second most touchdowns of all running backs last year. Probably a drop off. But may he still finish in top 10? You understand? I mean, I mean, with at least 10 touchdowns, that's that's real good. Because that means that there's, there's not a lot of people out there putting up 10 touchdowns. You understand? Uh, uh, more than 10 touchdowns. There were two last year. You understand? Two People that put up over 10 touchdowns last year. That was Todd Gurley. And now you see Melvin, in uh, Michael Ingram. This is Melvin Ingram. Who knows? Ingram. With 12. Now, I think Ingram may fall off. I don't think Gurley is. And some of these people that are on the cusp, like like Leonard Fournette that had nine. And a bunch of these other guys that had eight. I think I think a couple of them may break through. Like Gurley may break through. Hunt may break through. Kwamahomar may break through. We may see about... Five quarterbacks or five running backs this year with over 10 touchdowns. Yes, I said it. 
Kamara, I believe we'll get like 10. Fournette, definitely believe we'll get 10. Gordon, I believe is going to get 10. Hunt, I believe is going to get 10. Le'Veon Bell, I believe, can get 10. Followed by, including Todd, including Todd Gurley. Chris Anderson from Denver. Don't know what's going on with him. And then, yeah, like I said, we have Ezekiel Elliott. That, that finished that out. And, and, those are, and those are your main positions. These are all your main positions, right? Now, as I told you, everybody else, you can get one, you could get one of each of these positions, right? And quarterback could, should, could have been down here. I could have put the quarterback down here, but the quarterback has puts in a little bit more work than what some of these guys do. Because, you know what? Your defense is kind of set up to lose, right? Your defense is kind of set up to lose. So, if you go up and you want to grab... I want and reach for a defense maybe in the twelfth round. I can understand because what you're trying to reach for are the Jaguars defense. Who's ranked the highest number of defense. Now, do I have any of the comparable numbers for no 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 no. No no. This is usually pretty cut and dry. This you don't have to overthink. This you don't have to worry about who were who put up numbers last year that isn't ranked here this year. No, no, don't worry about any of that. Take this for take this for what it's worth. Number one, when it can't, when it comes to fantasy football defenses, right? You have the Jags, right? Followed by the Eagles, followed by the Rams, right? Those are your three right there: Jags, Eagles, Rams. Followed by the Vikings, followed by the Texans. And listen, the Texans are a sneaky good team because depending if the Texans are able to keep the golden child healthy to go along with the guy they picked up with the number two pick a couple years ago then we you're, you're, you're talking about a lot of great work and with the fact that you that they have the Sean Watson and they have and 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 they have and they have and they have Hopkins you understand that they, they have guys and people that can produce number only thing they really need is a running back you understand like like that, that's a team to look out for. Let's let's see who they're running back. Let's see if they're able to produce a running back. Listen, that they're running back. So let, let me so let you know uh, as you're accumulating accumulating talent, their running back may be a decent running back to want to grab. Their running back may be a decent running back that you may want to grab and see if they can produce numbers late because they are completely overlooked you can't keep having that much talent wide receiver and, and at running and at quarterback without keep trying to get a, um, that kind of position at wide receiver i mean a running back as well so so start looking for some of these other guys because listen you're starting to see like there's a lot of people that can produce so that like i did with all the other ones like let's not forget about them let's not forget about them so if you can't get antonio brown hopkins jones beckham allen green Thomas, Adams, Evans, or Thielen, the top 10 ranked wide receivers in the league, right, in fantasy football. If you get Hill, you're good. If you get Fitz, you're good. If you get Marvin Jones, you're good. You understand? Those, you, if you get some of those guys, you're good. If Jarvis Landry's going to keep doing what he's doing, if you get Landry, you're good. If you get Alshon Jeffrey, you're good. If they're going to keep produce, producing eight to nine touchdowns a year, you're good on those. Michael Crabtree, you're good. He'll do decent work. Those running backs, same thing. You get Bell, Gurley, Johnson, Elliott, Barkley, Hunt, Kamara, Fournette, Cook. You understand? You understand? Those are your guys. But if you get yourself 
Michael Ingram, Jordan Howard. You know, Jordan Howard, who was the number six overall producing running back last year. 1,100 yards. One, let's give exactly 1,122 yards and nine touchdowns. And he is a guy that has now produced for his first two years in the season and has produced well. You understand? Like, he's going to be right behind a lot of these guys. And you understand some of these guys, and let me let you know, guys like Gordon, a little over, little, gets a little overinflated for his numbers because he catches. Kamara, numbers get overflated or gets ranked a little bit higher because he catches. You understand? Like, because Gordon was the number seven overall producing running back last year with 1,105 yards. Right? But he comes in at, at the top ten. Leonard Fournette put up 1,040 yards. You understand? Nine touchdowns. But what he, what he was able to catch as well. Chris Anderson. You know. You can find these guys. You can find gems. But you want to get yourself some top ten talent. Definitely some top five. And, and like I said, defense here too. Top five. Jags, Eagles, Rams, Vikings, Texans. I keep, I keep on keep on showing you. Like, we're giving you the top. I keep giving you the top ten. But at least top five in each one is really good a way to try to strive to get your bread and butter. And what you want to look for is who is in the top five that doesn't belong in the top five. Or who who around in this top ten that I think can produce like top five. Because you're going to have it. You are definitely going to have it. Rounding out the bottom of the top ten for defense. The Ravens coming again. The Chargers are coming again. The L.A. Chargers. Denver Broncos coming again. It's funny. I was almost calling L.A. Chargers. And I paused because I'm like, wait a minute. They're not L.A. Chargers. But they are the L.A. Chargers now. And, and I'm starting to be able to call them the L.A. Chargers more and more every day. I still haven't figured out what the uh, the other team is. Rams. L.A. Rams. Denver Broncos still out there. Defense. New England Patriots, number nine. The top 10 defense. New Orleans Saints. Now, see how some of these start to get miscued. Like, huh, Ravens? Chargers? Broncos? Patriots? Saints? You understand? Like, you start hitting, you start hitting one of those. So, you know what you do? Get yourself a top five. Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. When it comes to kickers. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm really... Kickers are so... Yeah, so you're going to want to try to get the L.A. Rams kicker, Greg Zerline. And kickers, listen, no, you don't have to worry about their names. <laughs> like, really worry about their about what team they play for. Because some of this is some of, some of this is them being good, and a good portion of this is them being on a, team that, uh, on a team that just kicks that ball a lot. So look at this. The only, only team that scores a lot of touchdowns, L.A. Rams, Greg Zerline, number one. You tell me what you think about that. You know, because we talked about L.A. Rams and what they have. Good defense. So, they always get in a short field. Right? Number one in defense. So, oh, I'm sorry. That's the Jaguars. But number three in defense. They have a great running game. They have a good running, a good wide receiver. I mean, not a good wide receiver, but a great, a good quarterback that's ranked high. So, good running game, smart quarterback, and all you got to do now is figure out who you get that ball to. And if I'm not mistaken, aren't they the team that just signed Sammy Watkins? So there you go. Sammy Watkins, who already had put up eight touchdowns last year and was in the top ten in, in total touchdowns, now goes to the team that's going to want to feature him a little bit more. 
Next, you have New England's Stefan Goskowski. You have Atlanta's um, kicker, once again, because they score a lot of touchdowns. Philly's kicker, touchdowns. Pittsburgh kicker, touchdowns. New Orleans kicker, touchdowns. San Francisco's kicker. Who knows? But Robbie Gold is really just that good. So you figure he's going to get some field goals. They're going to close some field. Nobody knows how they're going to run yet. But also, since San Francisco is a whole entire commodity that nobody knows. Carlos Hyde, Jimmy Garoppolo, all of that. So right now their kicker gets the, gets the nod. Detroit's kicker and also Kansas City's kicker. Once again, because of their scoring, because of their scoring. I'm starting to see how the patterns of things have changed, actually. Where these kickers now getting their points because of how much their team score and not so much so on how much their team has an inability to score in tight in red zone situations where they like I say kickers used to kickers used to get a little bit more scoring. You used to be able to still see it a little bit more on good kickers on teams that can't really score, but they just constantly got into the got into the other half of this field on scoring position. This is filled with a bunch of people that can score. Rams. Eh, let's call them defense and short field. <laughs> but Leonard Fournette, they'll put up 13 touchdowns, so let's not sleep on that, right? Sorry, that was Todd Gurley. Confusing them. Leonard Fournette put up nine. Even Baltimore's, Baltimore's may be the only one where we kind of think like, ah, maybe you are related to how bad they suck. But everybody else, New England, because of their scoring, Atlanta, because of their scoring, Philly, because of their scoring, and a little bit of defense. And a, you know, but you got to figure that was the case. They maybe they should be up a little bit higher. So maybe so that may be a good kicker to, to really say, you know what, I like what they do there because that team not only do they play defense. But that team, they also have, they also run that ball. They also score a lot. That's a good kicker to have. The team plays defense. You want to get a kicker, honestly, from a team that plays defense, and from a team that scores a lot. And there's not that many teams that have that dynamic. It's your job to kind of find that. Pittsburgh kicker Chris Boswell, New Orleans kicker Will Lutz. San Francisco's kicker, Robbie Gold. Then Detroit's kicker, Matt Pratt. Kansas City kicker, Harrison Butker. And last but not least, let's move into these tight ends. And whew. folks, 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 even listening, that you are, you are incredible. You, you, you are, you are the superstar. You are incredible. We'll go, we're about to run into the whole three hours that we have allocated to do these shows a day. Yay, yay. And the tight ends don't take too long. Tight ends are the tight ends. Like I said, unless you're going after one of these three tight ends at the top, then everybody else, everybody else are kind of going to be lumped into the same thing. <clears throat> right? There's a few tight ends that have some things worth mentioning, and we will mention them. Right? Let's just give you how they're ranked. Right? And we're going to give you the top nine because even going to top ten quarter um, tight ends is a little bit redundant. Tight ends. Number one, Travis Kelsey. Now, people may be, hey, wait a minute. I thought it was Robert. Hey. Who's giving a list here? I think, that's, I think that was me, right? I, I am the one over here giving the list. So, in my list, Kelsey is number one. You get that, Papish?
so Travis Kelsey gets the nod for the number one tight end. Because I'm assuming that Gronkowski or somebody's going to fall off. Between Rob Gronkowski or Tom Brady, they eventually have to, don't they? So somebody can wish for it. And this is me doing my wishing, wishing, wishing. I figure that Ertz from Philly is going to get is going to move up a little bit more, get a little bit more touches, get a bit more familiar with, with what's going on in the system. There's going to be a little bit more consistency with the with, with the tight end. We're going to see how he where he falls. He's a guy that had 824 yards and eight touchdowns as well. Kelsey had 1,038 yards. Now remember, I told you there was only one person that came in and broke the top 10 of wide receivers. And that was a, and that was one tight end. That was Gronkowski. Put up one thousand eighty four yards. Well, listen here, All right? Kelsey was less than fifty yards away. I have faith in him. I have faith that I have faith in him. And he was also had the same amount of touchdowns. So we're talking about same amount of touchdowns, about fifty yard difference, and that's about it. Yeah, I think Kelsey is gonna be the number one wide is gonna be the number one tight end this year. All you gotta do is figure out where he's being drafted at. Where you can grab him and go out and get him. Right? Number three. Number four um, white, um, tight end is going to be Greg Olson from Carolina. After that, he's followed by Delon Delaney Walker from Tennessee. And that and this is one guy I will stay away from because he's questionable. And he's always kind of questionable. Um, Evan Ingram. From the New York Giants, I, he is ranked number six. He may be able to go up. I'm, I'm really hoping this. I want to see what happens. Like, it all really depends on Eli because Eli. Because it's funny how they talk about like they have, they kind of have the talent. You guys see everything that happened. Well, listen, we all know Sterling Shepard could, could catch balls. We all know that Ingram could catch balls. We all know that Older Beckham could catch balls. We all know that Saquon Barkley could catch balls. We all know he can run the ball. We just need a adequate. We just need an accurate quarterback. And unfortunately, the Giants have a quarterback that has been the most inaccurate quarterback in a couple of seasons. He has had the most interceptions for a couple of seasons in his reign as the Giants. So listen, you can give him, like, it's, it's kind of touchy which kind of Eli you're going to get. We can see that Eli Manning is nowhere here ranked as a top 10 talent when we figure that he has a top, he has a top, five wide receiver he has a top five running back he has a top six wide he has a top six tight end what else did he what else does he has what else does he have i think you can't get more stacked than that and yet we don't have eli manning anywhere close to being a top 10 quarterback there's a reason for that your reason is because eli manning is the mediocre manning brother he's mediocre manning He'll win if he gets into like if listen, he gets to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'll bet to off. But he has to get to that Super Bowl. And he could be highly consistent on his way there. Follow, following following Evan Ingram, right? Is going to be Jimmy Graham. He's gonna be in Green Bay. Guy that put up ten touchdowns last year. He put up more touchdowns than any tight end in the league. He had ten. Closest was eight. Eight by a bunch of people. Kyle Rudolph had eight from Minnesota. Cal, you know, Kelsey from Kansas City had eight. Zach Ertz from Philadelphia had eight. Ron Gronkowski from the, Phil, the, the uh, Cheater, Chowder, Cheater, Chowder, Cheater, Chowder had, had also had eight. So let's see what he, because you have to figure, Jimmy Graham, I told you, he's not putting up those yards anymore. What he's basically doing is, is boxing people out, going in there, grabbing touchdowns. 
The breakaway speed isn't quite there. He isn't quite doing the same things that he used to. And followed by Kyle Rudolph at number eight with eight touchdowns. The only memorable thing that he has done last year, which still is good. We'll let you know that how they have things ranked, where they think like Evan Ingram's going to be better than him with six touchdowns and nowhere close as many yards. And then follow that is going to be Troy Burton, the, the tight end from Chicago. That ranks, that wraps up your top nine producers. And honestly, like I said, there wasn't a lot of things to highlight here. Evan Ingram put up six touchdowns. If you talk about Kyle Rudolph with Kyle Rudolph, Zach Ertz, Kelsey, and Gronk all having eight touchdowns, and Jimmy Graham with ten. Olsen, we're gonna have to see what he's Olsen gets a year older, a year slower. We we can see what really happens with him and with him and Cam. Delaney Delaney Walker. Uh like I said, this guy scares me so much. He, I feel like he's always kind of injured. And he's also in Tennessee with Mariota, who's kind of injury-prone still for me now. So we got to have to see how those guys get into any kind of thing. Now, 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 I was going to take this time out, right? Because we still got time. We still have time in the show. Because we are completely done. Let's let you guys know. We are completely done with what is considered the fantasy football portion of the day. Yes, we are done with the mighty fantasy Football tips, not winning tips, just tips, tips, tips. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. Yeah, you get more than just that. Right. That portion is done. Where I want to take you guys to is a place that I haven't gone in a while. And I wasn't sure, to be honest with you, if I was going to go here today. You know, but I just couldn't technically, I can't control myself today. We're already well over two hours. We might as well just ride the show until the end until you can't hear any more noise. Until it's completely dead, it'll get you three hours of great content. But I really I really had no clue we were going to go here today. But it's always good. It's always good. Because I really want... I needed to get this off my chest. And I can't go anywhere without it. And, you know, it's a good thing that we went over it today because... Me getting this off my chest today is the best thing. It's the best thing possible. Because I, I mean, I'd be feeling this next week. So, let's bring it in here. A portion that you guys all know. You're against some chest talk. So yeah, we are here, and we good. It's time for me to talk about my, cause I came into today's show really, really, really saying to myself, you know what we're gonna do here? You know what we're gonna do here, America? You know what we're gonna do here, mighty universe? You know what we're gonna do here, the mighty peoples? We can come here and talk about the Jets. We were gonna talk about 
the fact that how I was going to be unsatisfied, completely unsatisfied if the Jets did not do something proper. Because the Jets had a quarterback issue up until today. They had a, a potential quarterback problem. And that problem was that they had three people potentially they could put in that quarterback. Is it a good problem to have? Yes and no. And I told myself that the Jets do not get at least two picks in the top three of a draft. Hey, number three, number two, no, two number threes, two number twos. One number one, one number three. If they didn't get at least two, I'll, I'll be disappointed because. If you were trading away Sam Darnold because you knew that Sam Darnold was going to be the ish, I'm pretty sure you're getting a couple number ones, maybe? A number two? Two number twos? But no. Just don't do that. The Jets. The Jets did what the Jets always do, and they jetted all over themselves. And instead of waiting patiently, and maybe they had a number in their mind, right? Maybe they just thought that, hey, if any, like we want to, we want to try to at least get a third round pick for this guy, and if somebody offers us a third round pick, then we'll take it, even if it means also us giving up a sixth round pick, which I still don't fucking get. But you know, we're on the bonus portion of a section. I pardon my French, but. The Jets don't wait, right, until the season starts. They don't wait till somebody goes down. They don't wait until there's a team that has a need. They go ahead and they trade Teddy Bridgewater to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that New Orleans Saints. And a six-round pick for their third-round pick. I don't see Teddy Bridgewater getting any burn this year. As a saint. I think it would have been a possibility for him to get burned this year as a jet. And maybe that's where the problem laid at. Is that they wanted to make sure that they had no quarterback controversy. That they picked a guy. They drafted a guy. They, they, they traded assets away to get this guy. To go up and get him. And he has looked every bit of what they wanted him to look at. What they have needed him to look like. He has done that. And what they don't want, even though I think it would have been better that for the first three games, they're like, oh, well, we don't want to have the hoopla or the chance for possibly Teddy Bridgewater. Because, listen, everybody everybody believes the fact that if Teddy Bridgewater is in that locker room and you're trying to win games, that Teddy Bridgewater needs to be in that needs to be starting. So if you start Sam Donald, you also can't have Teddy Bridgewater sitting there like a lame duck and be like, hey, Let's go. Um, you may have to go into this game or have the quarterback think that, right? May have Sam Donald think that, but I also do think that Sam Donald, if Sam Donald is, is who they say he is, if Sam Donald is proven to be what they what they think he is, then he would benefit from that competition behind him. 
He isn't gonna. This isn't like Mark Sanchez that's gonna crumble because Geno Smith is behind him. Because that's a sucky guy worrying about another sucky guy possibly getting gimmicked and put into his position. We're talking about two good guys that can actually play the position here, and possibly even a third. So what they really do need is like, listen, we already got Josh McCown in here as a backup quarterback. We got him in here paying him ten million dollars to basically be our, um, a quarterback coach. What we, um, if anybody goes down or Sam Denner goes down, we'll put in a guy that basically played almost every single game last year for us until he got injured until he got injured all the way at the end of the season. We'll give this guy a chance. And then Teddy loses out. Teddy loses out. A guy that I was hoping we would have gotten some assets for, but instead, no. We get a third round pick that can pan out to a whole bunch of things. But we gave up a six round pick as well. In a place where we're trying to stockpile assets because we gave away two number twos just to get some Dornal. So now that we got one number three back, you say to yourself, hey, let's grab the three and give away the six. So now we've given away three draft picks around quarterbacks and gotten one pick back and one player. Just saying. But this is our time. It's been the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're listening, hopefully you're listening on the new revamp site at mytsports.net. That's mytsports.net. Go there, catch the whole entire show. Or catch us every week live. Every week live right here. Every Wednesday. Man, it's been a fun show. Thank you guys for listening. You know what I say. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. Don't ever stress. As one hand, wash the other and both wash the face as we continue on this race to the top. Let the optimism of your tomorrow be your foundation for today. Don't ever forget that. Yay. Yay. Yay, yay. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night.